Meanwhile, at the Quiet Council, everyone, including Destiny and Exodus, are royally pissed that Celine now has a vote. You're back from the dead. If you had returned from the Five's resurrection, you would have no vote, too. You'd be as possibly as compromised as we are. Well, 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 I came back by magical methods. Sinister doesn't have his fingers dug into me. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> well, we have an easy solution to our dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> She dies, if I bring her back, she loses her vote. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Enough, I see, I see it is now time. It is time to lip sync for your life. Why that you're gonna fuck it up. Fuck you, honey. This divinity. Enough! Let the goddess of lightning and thunder show you how it's done! Ooh, damn! Death drop, bitch. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> Shut up, Jubilee. Okay. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to episode two, sexy sex of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Hi, uh, my name is Brett, and I am your host for this particular episode. And I'm joined here by your other host. His name is Evil Jeff. Hello, darling. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I was tr- almost. I was channeling um, in the beginning. For some reason, I was channeling um, Mrs. Peacock in the beginning of that Celine. <laughs> well, someone's got to break the ice, and it might as well be me. Listen, if there's anybody I would ever cast as Celine, it would be Eileen Brennan. Of course. Yes. What were you saying earlier? Yes, Mabel. Yes, Mabel's. I says. <laughs> oh, so I says to Mabel. I says. I says to Mabel. I says. It's my uh, favorite non sequitur Simpsons line of all time. Oh, dude, I feel like in my head, Conan O'Brien wrote that. Uh, and he probably did. Yeah. Um, or John it, Schwartzwelder, who really was behind most of our favorite episodes. Is is that like one of your favorite? What's your favorite Simpsons joke? Ooh, what a question. Oh, favorite Simpsons joke. Um, the first one that comes to mind is from one of my favorite episodes, Itchy and Scratchy Land. Uh-huh. And it is when um, Homer... Uh, is, and the whole family are fighting robots and Homer is fighting them with the camera that they find out hurts them. And he just screams, die, bad robots, die. And then repeats a line that Bart had said earlier. Wow, with a dry cool wit like that, I could be an action hero. But Bart cuts him off <laughs> while he's in the middle of stealing Bart's line and goes, who would have thought that our family... <laughs> <laughs> it's just that Homer tries to also say with a dry cool wit like that, I could be an action hero. So that one. And then my favorite, favorite, favorite line of all time, and I really hope I get it right, is from the Country Club episode where the woman who's trying to sponsor Marge's membership says, oh, don't mind her, Marge. Her idea of wit is just um, an incisive observation, cleverly phrased and delivered with impeccable timing. <laughs> Oh my God, I forgot about That's great. I have a couple. Um, my favorite Simpson, one of my favorite Simpson lines, it takes place when, I think it's when Lisa's in the future. Um, the yes. Like the, the fortune the teller tells her her future. I think that's yes, the episode. Yes. But there's it a is. part where a robot factory gets set on fire and one of the robots Why? comes out. Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's up there with um the the socket wrench th- character thing that comes up to Bart in like the Sears, and you think it's a mascot, and he just goes up to Bart and goes, "I need tungsten to live." Yeah, tungsten. <laughs> I also love um my other favorite one is when Homer Simpson changes his names to Max Power. Oh my girl. And and it's okay, the line it. where he just is like, my name is Max Power. And they're like, that's a great name. And he just goes, I got it off a hairdryer. And <laughs> I, <laughs> it died. And then my other one that I love 
is just the joke of when he, the airplane, Marge's of Fear flying, they're in, oh, he, he keeps getting kicked out of the bars. He ends up at a lesbian bar and he's like, wait a minute. There's something <gasps> wrong with this place. I know this lesbian bar doesn't have a fire exit. Have fun in your death trap, ladies. And the two ladies walk up and are like, what's her problem? What's her problem? (laughs) That is, so there's actually a really great thread on Twitter where it's the best of what it calls the Simpsons redirect jokes. And that's one of them where you think you know where a character is headed with their next line and they throw they throw in such a curveball oh, and like so reframe brilliant. the whole thing. I have to find that thread and send it to you. There's so many great examples of redirection in The Simpsons. Hey, like but you punchline know, redirection. But you know what? You know what reminds me of you know what speaking of redirection, I think that it sounds like a hot topic I want to talk about. Ooh, let's spill. Hit the music. We got some hot, we got some hot topics. Yeah. There's a big redirection that, uh, let's just say, I'd like to say that um, we predicted this very early on. Girl, so did everybody, but yeah, we did. Uh, Can can I have anything, Brad? Let me have this, (laughs) that I discovered it. You did. When I texted you the screenshot of the new cover of Ms. Marvel, you you wrote back, we are so smart. I was like, I'm just going to let her have it. I'm just going to let her have it. Shut up. We did it. Everybody online is like, I called it. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> well, what did we call? As soon as Ms. We, we, the death of Miss Marvel happened, Ms. Marvel went kaput. But as soon as she died, I was like, oh, she's a mutant. They're going to resurrect her. The death of Ms. Marvel's current IP. And what did, and Brett talk about what just was, uh, what they just showed a preview of. So we are going to be getting a book titled Ms. Marvel colon the new mutant. She's a mutant. She's a mutant. I'm very interested of, I had my way of how I think they were going to be like, she was never really an inhuman. Well, it is luckily up to, I think, a wonderful candidate to solve. And that is the writer of said book, Iman Vellani, the actress who plays Kamala Khan. Interesting. I say interesting because I have no idea if she's a good writer or not. So it could be amazing. It could be like, ooh. I I feel like she is so passionate and connected to the character that she doesn't realize she's doing a horrible job that she doesn't realize she's doing a horrible (laughs) job. (laughs) That's not what I was going to say at all. I think she's going to do this character justice. And I think she is a, a true talent um, and a, and a wonderful person. And therefore I think she probably can write, but do you think she's just going to be writing what she wants to happen to her in that? She gets to act it out. She's like, Oh no, suddenly, right. I'm the new leader of the X-Men and it's just me and Emma Frost. Uh, <laughs> I hope if she's been... like, if she starts writing Emma Frost, I'd be like, all right, girl, you saw it. I guess if we have our, if, they, if our only mutant is uh, Ms. Marvel right now, I guess we have to bring in Emma Frost first. I guess so. Because she, someone has to take care of the baby. <laughs> it's not going to be Xavier. Because who loves helping the children? Emma Frost. She loves helping the children. But the children... Um, damn. So Iman Vellani is writing it. I, I'm trying to think of like, was there ever another actor who then got to write the character in comics that they portrayed? And I think trans actress Nicole Maines has done that with the character of Dreamer. She's written, she's played, she plays Dreamer on the CW in those shows. And then she writes Dreamer in like, she had, she did like a pride story. Was she on Arrow? Yeah, Flash. Legend, of, Legend of Tomorrow, Legend Flash, of tomorrow. or like, or like, I think she bopped around. We never watched. I'm not sure which one she originated. We never watched on. any of that shit. Or Supergirl. We didn't watch any of it. I know. We're horrible people. But you know what? You know who Nicole Maines is? She's in Yellow Jackets. Um, who is she in Yellow Jackets? The one that Melanie Juliet Lewis befriends at the retreat at the camp. Oh. Oh, the one who wait, who, wait, wait, wait! Don't she, say anything because I have not seen the last two episodes yet. I still oh, girl! I know I haven't caught up. I haven't caught up on it. But the one like she takes her to see her mom. Did you see that episode? Yeah, and yeah. she like takes her goldfish with her. Oh, is that actress trans? Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I love it. Nicole Maines. Yeah. Oh, I loved her. She was great. I mean, I loved poor her, girl right? got like slashed in the eye, but she's great. I know, right? But um, but she good, um, kinda, and. 
she also has written the comic book characters she portrays. I think there's more, but I can't think of them. That's fun. Hey, listeners, if you can think of any others, let us know. We'll mention it on the listeners. show. Listeners. Listeners. Oh, my God. I didn't see you there. <laughs> Should we talk about some X-Men? Yeah, let's talk about some X-Men books. Hit the music. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's go from worst okay. to best. So do you remember X-Force? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'd like to start with. That was the worst. It was just like, uh-oh, Beast became Nimrod. And you're just like, okay. Okay. That and could then, have been an email. And then we also see Quentin Quire throws up the, the Cerebrax. And they're Cerebrax. Like, they're, like, they're like, oh no, Cerebrax. And you're like, didn't we already all know that? Didn't you all know? I thought everyone knew. I don't know. I'm just. And so then they get rid of Nimrod. Yeah, actually, I liked the Deadpool assassination of Nimrod Beast and Cerebrax at the same time. Actually, that was a really good moment. That was cute. (laughs) Um, Wait, now I'm not remembering right. Was joke was the jester Deadpool, the future Deadpool? I think it was the Deadpool of that of that future. Era. Okay. Yeah. Was he the one that killed Nimrod too? Was it the Jester one or was it the I can't remember. It was the Jester one that killed okay. Beast Nimrod and Cerebrax. Yeah. And then it just turns out that Quentin Quire is just. I mean, I I, I hope that's not like this isn't the new Quentin Quire. Girl, who knows? But he's so old. Yeah, that's. I miss the. I like the young Quentin Quire. But the the other interesting thing is Colossus is finally like, hey, I need to talk to you. He goes to Domino, is the closest person he's like there with, and he's like, I need to fucking talk to you. And as soon as they get back, it's like boing, it all takes back over. And he's like, nothing is wrong, leave yeah. me alone. But he but does she, get her a note. She learned enough. He yeah. got her a note that said, dig up my around my house and find that bitch that I killed <laughs> basically. Right. Um, so I'm excited for Don. Wait, she got a note. When did that happen? Wh- was it, there was, some, is, wasn't it in one of the, like the written things where he's like, no, go- I think that was, um, that was dialogue that we did. That was off camera. It was like dialogue right before. Oh, okay. They got transported. All right, fine. All yeah. right. But, but, but he told her to do that. Exactly. And, and he, he said, make sure, make sure I'm not there. Yes. And so yeah. th- that's going to be very interesting where she, and I'm sure when she brings in like Sage and all, they're going to be like, oh, this is what's happening. But then I have a feeling she's going to then try to go to the quiet council and then they're going to be like, uh-oh, there's not a quiet council anymore. What are we going to do? So this yeah. will be interesting. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what's going on. I-, I would really like to see a story where Domino is the one that, you know, rescues Peter from the situation, just going back to their relationship early on when this book started. And and just with this whole Beast thing, is Beast a permanent Dark Beast bad guy now? Is there any chance of, of any redemption? We'll see. I mean, somebody at some point, I think, is going to reboot Beast back to bouncy, fun-loving Beast. <sighs> it's just inevitable, Right. Yeah, I am still curious of like where all of this Fall of X, where the end game for the Fall of X right. is leading to. Where they're going to, like they're scattered, yes, but then where will they? Because up? I do feel that this reset that they're going to do is probably, they're probably being like, hey, we're bringing back the X-Men. Krakoa is just too complicated. So we're going to do this. And this is where the movie is going to kind of come to, come in at. We'll see. I think it, well, all of us will look at it as a sign of things to come on the silver screen. Exactly. Sure. All right. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Um, but other than that, X-Force was like boring. I'm glad that um, uh, what's his name died in it. Omega Red was dead, so we didn't have to deal with him. Um, That's cool. And yeah, it was just pretty boring. I'm just I just really also I want uh, I don't want an old Quentin. So there you go. There you go. Now let's talk about Rogue um, and Gambit. Rogue and Gambit. I got to say something. What a fucked up ending. Yeah, 
what? I think it's like not much really happened. It was more just like Rogue and Gambit being like. It's them doing their usual shit of like, I love you, Cher. I know Cajun, but I got issues. What are they? It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's just like we basically were so both so royally fucked up. But in the end, we're there for each other no matter what. So they just love each other. We love and each other. So the, exactly. And it is. It is enough. Um, it is enough. And she was, and he was able to release the control chip on her without her getting killed. And they were able to get everybody and free them. However, they took Manifold and she like put him in a pod and they buried they him kept, in They're, the they're keeping him brainwashed. They're keeping Destiny and Rogue are keeping a secret. And the secret is that they've got Manifold brainwashed and locked up because he is going to be the key to mutants survival. And they're, keeping him safe for his own good and everyone's own good. And, but that worries me because it's like, if he's a transgalactic teleporter, I'm wondering if Orcus is doing something where there's like a switch that just kills every mutant. And they're like, okay, we need to all teleport immediately. It also means if you can't teleport, if they need him to teleport, it means there's no Krakoa. So I think Krakoa is going to bite it. I've heard a rumor that of what Orcus is going to do. Oh shit. Okay. Well, do you want to tell me, you want to tell me, do you want to know is the question how, I mean, do we, should we be telling, is this, is this, I think if evil Jeff, I'm fine. If with you knowing, want to know, we will me. issue, a, we will issue a spoiler alert and I will keep it contained to 30 seconds. So you can just skip 30 seconds ahead. Yeah. And that's the thing. We don't know if this is true. This is a rumor. We don't know if it's true. This is a rumor. Okay. Here's the, okay. 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 Skip now. I heard that Orcus is going to put an impenetrable dome around Krakoa and make Krakoa a prison. And that's why they fucked with magic. So she couldn't get people out. Oh, so no one can get in or out. Oh, okay. So maybe that's why Manifold. Yep. Oh, I like that. I like it. Okay. I, that, that's interesting. We'll see. I like things that aren't. And then they murdered 2 million people. <laughs> Yes. And actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's, I, I want to address that in a later segment. Okay. So thank you for reminding me. Genocide. Um, but back to Rogan Gambit, he's shirtless and uh, wearing shorts yes. for us a lot in this book. He was really making me horny in this book. Yeah, he's Gambit. so sexy. And he's a, he's a drawing. He's a drawing. I will say, but if you have to think in real life, Gambit... You have to picture Gambit. No, you have to picture Channing so, Tatum because that's who I still. I wish think Gambit's body play. is so much hotter than Channing Tatum's. Channing Tatum has a pretty perfect body, though. But okay, that's fine. But here's the: is this a deal breaker? He has reverse eyeballs, where the whites are black, and then the no way, and then the 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 pupils are white. It's actually a deal maker. Truth be told, TBT. I th is it a fresh maker? Is it Mentos? <laughs> is it the fresh marker? <laughs> yes, it does. Because I, I, I have a spring in my step and I'm able to solve problems quickly. Oh my God. So it God. is a fresh maker. All right. That's a little too weird for me. I think in real life that probably wouldn't be good. Oh, remember that one, like that, that fan made Gambit? Oh yeah. Like short film. I need to watch that again. That was fun. Eric Roberts was in it for God's yeah. sakes. And oh. magic. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, um, but yeah, the manifold thing. Oh my God. Should we talk about Immortal? Yes, let's. Here we go. I, immortal was so good. I almost said, hit that music. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's. This is like the book of our dreams. But it's also depressing because it's kind of an end of an era. I know. We start with Doug realizing that Krakoa is kind of going through autumn. The leaves are dying. And in a weird way, Krakoa is kind of dying. And, and he's finally going to speak out. And Celine is joined. And as we as you heard in the beginning, Celine gets a vote, but all the people that were resurrected don't get a vote. And she's like, but I came back by magic. And so Exodus is like, well, I'll just murder you and then you'll come back and then you can't vote either. And then they're kind of like, hey, if we have a quiet council where no one can vote, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Right. What is this? And so it who opens... brings up... Yeah. What, 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 
I don't want to jump ahead. It opens with a, a really powerful Emma Frost moment. Oh, yeah. Where she tried to smooth things over diplomatically at the UN. And it and it's just the it's the kind of sentence you never hear in in relation to Emma Frost. It did not go well. <laughs> like reading that was like, fuck. Like, since when does Emma Frost walk into a room and it doesn't go well? <laughs> well, you never also Yeah, and you see the where because Colossus forced them to to spill the whole sinister stuff. And they have a charity where they'll take dying children and resurrect them. One woman was like, right. my child was resurrected. Does that mean he's evil? And she just looked at her and she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And so you're like, oh. Like, you, you don't know? Yeah. It's like, oh, uh-oh. But Emma Frost is still being her bitchy fun self. Well, I mean, in that one panel, though. The Emma panel is, with Kurt where she she's just. She's pretty. No, the, pa- oh. the panel where she's just, she's got her, she's kind of like biting her, her nail. Trying not to cry. But yeah. She was oh, but really I was talking upset. about her bitchy thing about Kurt. Oh my god, my favorite. You've been on my favorite panel of comics. <laughs> do you want so to describe funny. it? So I do. I actually we got a lot of likes from that tweet of <laughs> talking about how great that panel is. Um, many people agree. Is my point. Hell, if Kurt hadn't gone off to have a little cry, he'd probably have voted for it too. Emma, stop. I just that is love, the best. Is Xavier being like, oh my god, Emma, stop Emma, it. That's what makes the panel because just like she won't stop. Like she's she's gone past the point of making sense and being rational, and now she's just being an asshole. <laughs> it's so great, yeah. Emma. Stop. I want a whole book of just this monologue where every once in a while Xavier goes, "Emma, stop." A whole book. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like as they're they're all kind of there, just being like, "What are we doing?" And that's where they kind of bring up the idea of like, well, maybe if the Quiet Council isn't working or doesn't isn't anything, then what the fuck is the point? But they just keep fighting with it. Like they have devolved into like almost personal insult, certainly blame. They have just devolved into blame. It's like, just infighting, like, which is kind of just like infighting. just how, how the whole world is right now. Yes. And it's stagnant and it's not going anywhere. And we also see a change in Xavier. I'm seeing since he came back from Sinister, I think him seeing that future of him as Sinister, I think it put his narcissism in check. And I think the fact that not only did he see that future, but he currently has fucked up his son because of that narcissism. I think he's realizing, you know what? I'm I'm an idiot, so fuck it. Everything I was saying, it's all garbage. And even where he was like, it was like, this was a dream, but Moira, but Sinister is evil. Moira is now evil. Max, he called him Max. He didn't call him Eric. He's like, Max, he like switched it. He's like, Eric, I mean, Max is dead. He's like, so fuck it. And Doug finally tells him, look, just to let you know, <laughs> nobody's in the pit except for the, except for Fenris. Oh my God. And sinister, I let everybody go. Like, like he just told them all. Like he told them everything that was going. Um, that was such a crazy, powerful moment with Xavier when he was like, he's like, I believed in a different thing, and then Moira came along, and she was like, that's not going to work, Playa. And then Eric was always the one who was like, no, we have to just be superior and separate. He's like, and then an apocalypse. Like my God. He's like, and now they're all gone, and I have to keep this shit alive that I didn't. I didn't believe in him. In I didn't even place. want it. Wow. And that's where he's like, you have to let it go. Can you let it go? And that's when he's like, yeah, actually, I never wanted to hold on to any of this. So then it's like, so it's like, let's get rid of the council. And wait, and like, who does that kind of mirror and remind me of? Ooh. Cyclops. Hmm. Where Cyclops was like, eh, I'm kind of not crazy about this kind of shit either. Yeah. Yes. And I also loved it where Hope was like, strike. oh, the five is on strike until until you can figure shit out. And so they're going to get rid of it. And who was, uh, you could see um, Shaw is not for it. But everyone else is like, yeah, this isn't working. 
The thing that was interesting, though, is what happens next is, is Doug is finally speaking for Krakoa, and he's like, okay, great, the Quiet Council is gone. And then Krakoa's like, all right, you done. Come, come into the pit. It it was kind of like and death and with that destiny warning, like do not do this, like do not dissolve this council. It is going to be a huge mistake. Nobody's listening to her. Dougie does it, and it just feels like it changed everything. And Krakoa immediately just pulls Dougie into the pit. And I love that because of the sinister future, no one believes jack shit the destiny says anymore. But she still is right. And you're like, but she still knows it. And it also doesn't help that Destiny is like not speaking to her. I mean, Mystique is not speaking to Destiny anymore right. either. Ugh, the drama. The drama. I mean, it's just and the pacing at the end of this issue was incredible. Like, it was so still. And for Doug, it's actually like, Kieran Gillen, like, this was really good where Dougie like calms everybody down. He makes this very rational motion. You've got Destiny in the background, like, no, 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 which is adding to the tension. And then he's like, any objections? And you just have this moment of silence and he goes, he exhales and he's like, ah, and then boom, pulled into the pit. Everyone starts freaking out. Hope starts speaking. Oh my God, this part's crazy. And she's she's like, like, she translates to what the it. fuck just happened. She translates it. She's screaming at Xavier. I must protect him. Fuck. But then Professor Xavier goes, protect him from what? And she goes, I know you bald fuck. <laughs> like, people hate each other. I know, from right? What, from what? And she loses the power, which I'm like, I thought you were an Omega bitch. She's like, it's gone. I was but, like, it's gone. Well, she's, Call Everett. I will say, what is Omega about her? If the if, if the distance makes the power go away, and that's not the case for what's his nuts. That's what I just said. Call for, Everett. Oh, Everett. What's his power name? Sink. Sink. See, I couldn't. I didn't know what his real name was. So I think I think there needs to be a thing of like, hey, by the way, bitch, hope, bitch, <laughs> I'm fucking more powerful than you, so fuck off. And I'm also 500 years old. And also, let's end this issue with another solid Emma Frost line. Oh, Irene. Just the one? Just the one. <laughs> After she says we've made a mistake. Yeah. Like, even Emma has thrown her hands in the air. She's like, we have fucked this so hard. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, and everybody, like, even Celine is like, no, yeah, this, this, this fucked up. Colossus is smirking. Yeah. And poor Kitty. I, I can't wait for this new X-Men thing where Kitty's like back to kind of being a ninja and stuff. I love it. Because like, right now I'm like, what has she been doing? Nothing. Except doing bad Marauders things. Adventures. What has she not been doing? Kissing other women. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Also, comics. did you read Scarlet Witch? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. It's really quick. It's her Billy and Teddy. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how? What? 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 Uh, like, was there a? Did they come through the door? No, they did not come through the door. Um, oh, oh! I gotta tell you about the ending. Oh my god, I forgot. Um, they didn't come through the door. Uh, a, an alien woman on the run came through the door, and she was like affiliated with Cree. Um, and so Scarlet Witch had to call Teddy. It was basically like a Cree Skrull issue and Teddy had to deal with it. So she shows up and goes on an adventure with her sons. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. But then at the uh, end... Is, is there a point where she's like, wait, you're both fucking dudes? What the fuck is this? How am I supposed to get grandkids out of this? <laughs> and we're, they're like, why don't you magic some up? And she goes, ooh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> um... The end, she's talking to uh, Darcy. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah, she's talking to Darcy. And Darcy's got this metal um, necklace that they're talking about. Yes. Like something. And then all of a sudden, the metal necklace, she's like, oh, by the way, this guy came. Um, uh, she's like, I'm, I'm looking at this Mysterium. 
and this weird metal, all of a sudden this silver fox comes in who's totally got away with and then the metal thing flies out of her hand and it's fucking Magneto. What? And he goes, metal. And it is a fine ass looking Magneto with short hair. Is he younger? He looks very dashing. But he doesn't look younger. It's still like old Magneto, but he's like looking really sexy. And so it just ends with her going, it can't be Magneto, father. Yeah, how is he coming back? Are they bringing him back already in the Scarlet Who knows who this is? This is probably like a multiverse Magneto. Oh. It's probably Joseph. Did he die? What did happen to Joseph? I think he died. Right before Krakoa. Yeah. Like in that Matthew Rosenberg run where he killed everyone. And we were like, everyone was so mad. Like, clearly something's going to (laughs) happen. So anyway, Joseph? Interesting. All right, I need to read that one. Um, I'd like to dust off an old segment, girlfriend. Oh, okay, what one? I got one word for you. Ew. Ew. I read a DC book. Oh, no. Oh, girl. I actually read a few DC books because they got an event going on. Oh, what's the event called? It's called Night Terrors, but night spelled with a K, like the Dark Knight. Oh, okay. So here's the premise. There's this new villain, Insomnia, and Insomnia managed to put everybody on Earth to sleep, and everybody is living inside of their own nightmares. Okay, and hold if on Insomnia a kills you can in you... your nightmare, guess what? You did a real life. Hold on a second. There's something like that. How can someone named Insomnia, which means not sleeping, put people to sleep? I already like have calling, a problem with this. It's like calling a bald guy curly, you know, or like a fat guy slim. <laughs> I feel triggered by both of those comments. (laughs) Um, Oh, sorry. (laughs) You're not fat. Um, So Night Terrors is about everyone trapped in their own nightmare. So so now everyone's book is like their Night Terrors issue or issues, and it's them living in their worst nightmares. And it's all very steeped in horror. Like all of the drawing is is very gory and grotesque. um, So it's kind of- Like it's like scary. So it's very similar to uh, the movie, um, the New Mutants movie, in a weird way. In a weird way, yeah, yeah, okay. um, but good. Are, are they going to have people? Are people died yet? They're like so when everyone falls asleep around the planet, like there's there's some catastrophes, you know. But they were very good about but like, not. But, but like this is kind of but like main DC. Oh, oh, is this where you wanted to bring up the genocide stuff? Yeah, because. You know, it's like we really want that off the table, like mass murder, like that already happened or even the threat of mass murder, but particularly seeing the act of mass murder, particularly against a marginalized race like genociding mutants is just not something we are comfortable with, interested in anymore, which is like, but it's so core to the genre. It's so core to like this whole fucking comic book thing. So we're asking them to take this. Don't do that story anymore. And another way of phrasing that question, uh, that that request is be more creative with your storytelling. Exactly. Be more creative with what danger. Yeah. Basically saying, "Uh oh, the whole world is going to blow up. It's you you need to go deeper than that. And I and because people are like like that because that's the highest stake you can have. The whole world's going to end. Right. And it's like, you need to. And that's what I like about this story. Yeah, that sounds cool. I I like that this story is just, it's a creative mass danger, you know? But why did I start reading this in the first place? What was my hook when I was just looking through the shelves at the comic book store? Girl, can you and I decide? Can you and I decide that we have a favorite DC character? I think we might have an answer, and I think we might have the same answer. The Wonder Twins. (laughs) Is it? Are you being facetious? No, I love that one. I love, that was one of my favorite books. Am I, did I get like, it right? That's a that's a, no. Oh, that's okay. a run. Like okay. just okay. like this because I just this is the only DC character that when I see her, I'm like I want to read it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So, it is it because of her in the comics or because of her in other things because as well? I'm a faggot, I try and, and guess. she's just because I'm a faggot, and she's just fucking badass and cool, and I love her. Is it, I mean, is it like Harley Quinn or Poison Ivy? 
No. Okay, no, wait, wait, wait. Deeper. I want to guess. I want to guess. Think harder. Give me more of a. Give me another hint. Is she's it, like um, I would. She's like she's got like she doesn't have Dazzler's personality or powers or hair color, but she just like she's got like this Dazzler energy, and I just love it. Fuck. Who is and it? And she she did she was written under the pen of Grant Morrison once, and Who's, it was a fantastic. What's the name of the bitch in the series. top hat? What's the name of the bitch in the top hat? Zatanna bitch. Is that who it is? Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I got it. Okay. Right. Like when like if you if you like saw a poster of DC characters and be like, Evil oh Jack, Zatanna's like, is great. Is there one you yeah. actually like love? You'd be like, I kind of love Zatanna. But I've never read like. Like an actual full run of something where she's think, like the main like, character. Was she in the Mag- read... what's the Magnificent Seven or what's that one? Was she in that one? Yeah, the Seven Soldiers the of Victory. The Seven Soldiers of Victory. That's the one Bro, I need to read. You have to read that. And you've whole told me ass that thing. a million times, and I it is so good. I'll read it when you read fucking Saga, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do need tried to read, to read it. Saga. I know. I need to read it. Everyone said you. I mean, you. You said it's amazing. Okay, so is, she, so is, she the head, a, is she like, is it all, is she the main player in so it? So here's what I saw. The first thing I saw was Night Terrors Zaytana. And I'm like, oh, look, everyone has a Night Terrors book. But I want to read Zaytana's also because the blurb and the, the cover gives it away. But the blurb is in a moment of crisis, Zaytana just instinctively asks for a hero to help her. And she winds up pulling in Robot Man. Oh, cool. Because that's actually a cool thing of night terrors is that the only people that are still awake are all the robotic heroes the spells did not work on them because they don't sleep and zaytana because so it opens with her doing the thing that makes her one of the only people awake on the planet and so and there was an asterisk and it was like as you saw in like zaytana had two cups of espresso before the spell was cast She had a topio. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, I want to read this moment before I read the Zaytana book. So I went back and I read the main Night Terrors moment because I just wanted to see the moment where Zaytana's like, I'm too good to go to sleep. And it was very cool. Like as soon as everyone started falling, she was with Wonder Woman and Detective Chimp inspecting a dead body. And they start to fall asleep. And she all of a sudden says, um, I w- oh, I'm going to try to do this. Um, on peels. She just goes, on peels which is no sleep backwards mm-hmm. in her Zaytana language. And so she didn't fall asleep. And so now she's one of like the only hero who's like not a robot awake trying to fight. And the whole zombie. issue is her just going up to different people going, wake up. And then she goes up to another person. <laughs> she's like, Hi, wake up. No, she's under attack um, by these things called the sleepless nights who are like, they're going to kill anyone who's still awake. And oh, creepy. she was about to die and she blurts out a spell that if you run it backwards, it says, I need a champion or send me a champion. And all of a sudden, Robot Man pops up and he's like, what am I doing here? In his fancy new D- Doom Patrol duds from their new book. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's super fun. And like even um, it's more stuff with her dad, who is that, um, you know, famous magician hero who got killed. And um, it even harkens back to some characters from the Grant Morrison book from Seven Soldiers. I was like, I know them. I have they a prediction. Grant Morrison book. I have a prediction. She's going to be help. One of the weird things is she's going to help uh, wake everybody up, but it's going to put her to sleep. No. And then you she'll have, you know, to have nothing to fi- about this story. And then Why are you guessing a, the ending? And then she'll have a final battle with insomnia. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm just making it all about her. I think it should be. So I just, I feel like you and I moving forward, if we, if we come across Zaytana content, we should devour it. Okay. Animated films, you name it. Okay. Deal. I'm writing one currently because of the Zeds. It's called Zatanna and Zbornak. And it's just Dorothy from the Golden Girls and her on like fun little adventures in Miami. And every time Zatanna casts a spell, Dorothy goes, speak English. (laughs) Sorry, Sophia. That's more of a Sophia joke. Or she'll just, she'll still, she'll pull out some mod lines. God will get you for that Zatanna. Ooh, deep cuts. Uh, Um, all right. That sounds fun. Could you handle the segue? I can't. <laughs> um, why don't we talk about something we watched? 
<laughs> hey, I handled it. I didn't say it was going to be smooth or good. <laughs> Hit that music. <laughs> I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. All right. What did we watch? Uh, Secret, Invasion. Secret Invasion. Episode four. It's always... Crazy shit always happens in episode four of the Marvel D- Disney Plus shows. Okay, I'm just going to say this. This show doesn't know how to do a reveal. Can someone like call, oh. call <gasps> fucking Girl? Roxy Andrews and Sasha Velour? The Girl. F- what? Go, what? Keep, no, speak, speak on that because... I just feel <laughs> the fact that they gave away in voice form that War Machine was a scrawl was such a... A throwaway waste of the reveal. You know what I mean? And even when they did. I know exactly what you mean. It just wasn't. It just was like, oh, and he's a scroll too. And it was like, that should be a big deal. Is the You are so right. Here is where. This is what I've wanted to say about the show this week. Here is where I've landed with this show. How do you not understand tension? How are. This show is not shot and not edited with tension None. in mind. And this is supposed to be a paranoid political thriller. Paranoid is, where you don't know who to trust. This director has no idea how to play with tension and reveal, tension and release. Watch Building the movie. tension and releasing that tension with a reveal. Yes. What the fuck? Remember the movie Death Trap with Christopher Reeve and Michael Caine? Yes. Where you don't know who is the bad guy and who is the good guy? Let's Until the very end. do that. The tension of, and they have a whole scene where it's like, oh, the wife is going to murder Samuel Jackson. Were you worried for one second that anyone was going to die? No. 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 The, the adjective that typically goes in front of political thriller is taught. And there is nothing taught about this show. Except my nipples. Except. <laughs> My swollen nuts. So my underwear because my nuts are swollen. Uh, even the only scene that I thought maybe kind of sort of got there was the kitchen table scene. But that's which, what I'm saying. But even then, I was not worried for a second that that anyone was going to die. No, no, never did I think that anyone was actually going to die. And then, like, it was kind of a cop out. Like, they just they pulled the trigger. They couldn't. They couldn't do it. Uh, okay. Then why'd you pull the triggers? And what are the powers again? It's Groot. Iron Man 3 bad guy. What are the other two? Yep. Um, the Frost Beast from the from Thor 2 okay. that winds up running around the parking lot in the end credit scene. And Cull Obsidian when his hand got chopped off from Doctor Strange's portal in, in, in Infinity War. And what is that power? Thing. The thing. Oh, okay. He's like the big, the big brooding. Like, right. Blah, blah, blah. So we yeah. haven't really, we've only seen the two powers, right? Right, we have not seen Call Obsidian or Frost Beast. And like people are like, how are you gonna connect Frost Beast to Invisible Woman? I'm guessing like ice walls, you know, instead of a force field. Um yeah, and like even that, the reveal of him suddenly having the group powers. It's just like there's no build up to these reveals. Because they there's showed, no but then part of me was of like because that's the thing, is like maybe don't show that it was Groot. In a, in, a, in a panel before. And then where they're like, haha, we figured out how to control that guy's powers. Guess what, bitch? I have other powers too. Dun dun! Reveal! Tension! Raise the state. Like, right. you know make, what I mean? Make, him think, make you think he did extremists, and then all of a sudden he, he does the Groot, Groot thing. And, and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? You're like, whoa! It's like the person. I is- just, it's, this is really a dropped ball. Like, I don't understand somebody in charge of the show who doesn't understand the genre. And the role of tension in that genre. And part of me just thinks that they cut the budget and everything's just being shot like on the cheap. And they're just like, we got, you got one day to shoot all this. And they're like, ah, it's just nuts. (laughs) There's nothing. And then also let's just talk about the president assassination attempt. So you're going to tell me that the president's, uh, what's it called? Not blockade. What's the, what's the uh, procession? Motorcade. motorcade. That the motorcade is attacked by the scrolls. The president flips upside down. Not a single person 
Not tries a, to protect the, the president, except right. the scrawl and and right. uh, Nick Fury. What bonkers world! It is literally their first thing is to protect the president. They would all be trying to get him out of there. Like it just it was just like has anyone seen? Does anyone know how the Secret Service works? There's just things that just didn't make any sense. It, it just takes just, you out of it. Yeah, it's just yeah. like yeah, it's a shame. It's like. Uh, I just wish the show was executed better. Yeah. Like I think on paper, on paper, it because it's great. all there, all of the stuff it's is all there. there and it's they're just, just choosing not, not to do anything with it in any sort of creative, correct way. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just give me something fun and a reveal. Give Surprise me a, me. a scene, like use music, darkness, silence, you know, like uh, honing in on objects, like, the Hitchcockian things that are so fucking 101. And here, I'm going to also tell you this. This is a thing, a bit of dating. My boyfriend is a storyboard artist, which makes him basically a DP, a director of photography. We were watching all those old Spider-Man movies I was talking about last week. We were watching Spider-Man, Superman. I also watched The Devil Wears Prada. And he was like, this is how you do dialogue. And the scene where the Cerulean speech in Devil Wears Prada... Mm-hmm. It is not two people sitting on a bench and she's talking to Anne Hathaway. The whole time she's giving that speech, she is decorating and figuring out the outfit for the shoot while she's talking to Anne Hathaway. And the action of all of that is adding to the tension of what she's saying. In this show, people literally just sit down and talk to each other. Right. It's like, that's not how it worked you need to have you need to have some sort of action like there needs to be something else interesting going on they're literally just hi let me sit down and explain what just happened in the last scene what yeah yes anyway uh just keep watching it i guess i'll just keep watching it (laughs) it's just a shame like just these missed opportunity like did they just like because of the pandemic just rush through everything yeah it's making me really worried about the marvels i know they better not fuck this up they better not and honestly like i really want um monica rambeau to show up in secret invasion please yes please and also maria hill died for this for this anyway i know that's all that's all i have to say about it that's all i gotta say about that maybe we should end on a positive did you vote for let's talk about drag race all-stars real quick did you vote for the fame games i did who did you vote for in the and so fame i games? found myself like to me i thought the heart of the fame fame games was really the looks that were posted Thank online you. and not not like what i saw on the performances thank you so based on that i actually voted for darlene lake you mean darian darian lake sorry i also voted for i voted for you got more than one vote i voted for darian and i voted for jessica 10 yeah um yeah i I just my one vote's fine i said my piece yeah i'm not trying to fix it um but i just thought darian just yeah, was just the best put together. La La Reed definitely had one of the best performances, but her looks weren't that weren't, weren't any, that good. weren't that good yeah. for me. But that La La Reed experience was. I'm glad I experienced it. Yes, but yeah, Darian definitely and like I think I think Darian is a very pretty drag queen. Like I think I think she, it's just yeah. such a surprise to me how gorgeous well, she, she knows looks. how to beat a face. Like her makeup, yeah, she really does. Flawless, she really does. Yeah, yeah, and like the comedy uh, attempt didn't take me out of her favor. It was pretty good. I saw she fine. she's doing another. There's another comedy special where it's like Ginger, Jinx, and Darian are doing stand up for some. It's on some cable show. But she had oh, yeah. one line which I wish she used, where she was like, "At the gym, I'm a ninja. You'll never see me there." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's good. Yeah. What about uh, you? So you voted for Jessica and Darian? Yeah. Good. All right. Well, that's All another right. episode. Well, and who's your prediction? 
for oh, if Jimbo doesn't win. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's what. I mean, Candy, really Candy. Dope. I mean, Candy. Candy definitely did well, and she does have a charm. I personally, she's not my favorite. There is a charm to her, but I just feel Jimbo is just won so much. It's just going to be That's very. My thing. It's just going to be very difficult. I mean, although technically Jimbo, like Candy, could win the lip sync, but just like they did with Jinx in the last one, where and like Monet. this is for the whole season. If they're going to do that again, right? Like, because you know we can argue Monet. Then you need won to you sync. just have to give it to Jimbo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Candy, I love Candy Muse, you know, Bronx yeah. baby. But sometimes, like, you catch her sitting there just, like, not looking like a lady sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I also you think... You have to be on all the time. But Candy is just Candy. And I think uh, Jimbo just provide, just gives me a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, exactly. But if you love Candy, but, you love Candy, and you love Candy to death, girl. Yeah. But and I, Candy I want will Jimbo deliver a number. This. She really will. I do want Jimbo. Candy is like, Candy's surprisingly a really good dancer, I think. Candy's great. Yeah. She's a performer. But I agree. Jimbo. Yeah. Yeah, she is. All right. Well. All right. Well, well. Are well. you. So, actually, one more thing. Um, are we. How are we doing Barbie and Oppenheimer? What's your strategy? <sighs> I really don't care about Oppenheimer. But I, I will see Barbie. I'm definitely seeing Barbie. So I guess yeah. we're going to talk about that next week. I think we will. I also want to talk about They Clone Tyrone, which I'm excited about. What? On Netflix. It's a movie with Tayona Paris, who plays Monica Rambeau, and John Boyega, and Jamie Foxx. And it's a sci-fi slash like, like parody on black exploitation called They Clone Tyrone. Well, that sounds great. And I think it looks really good, and I'm really excited for it, and I'm going to watch it. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, a lot of movies lot, coming out. There's next a week. lot of stuff to a uh, lot of stuff to talk about. A whole lot of stuff, and I look forward to talking to you about <gasps> them, Evil Jeff. You and I look forward to talking to you. Is there? But we anything, have to watch out. <laughs> is there anything we have to be worried about? Yes. What? Oh, I've always heard that if you, like we do, read comics, <gasps> what happens? Well, I think that makes you. Queer. Queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.